0: You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Taurus Sparks. You gotta check out this story. In 2007, the New England Patriots, an American football team, played against the New York Giants, another American football team. And it was the 42nd... Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls, and something—this uh, is just amazing. All right, hear me out. Something absolutely amazing happened. You see, before this year, before the year two thousand seven, no team, the NFL, ever went undefeated. And this was the first year the New England Patriots—they went undefeated. They went sixteen and zero, and then they went seventeen and zero, and eighteen and zero as they advanced further in the playoffs. They had one more game left, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Forty Two, and they were playing against the underdogs, the New York Giants, against Eli Manning and his team. And the Patriots were on top, leading 14-10, to heading into the two-minute warning, the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, the last two minutes of the game. They were almost, they were just about to be the Super Bowl champs and to go undefeated 19-0. But as you may know, this was the famous the helmet catch by David Tyree who caught the ball on his helmet. He caught the ball for the New York Giants. They ultimately went on to score a touchdown. And the Giants ended up defeating the new England Patriots 17-14. to Now, take a step back, okay? Yeah, this whole thing, the catch, David Tyree, dramatic and everything. Okay, you have to realize something, right? When it comes to sports, whether it's the NFL, the MLB, NHL, whatever it is, even college sports, whenever there's a championship, a big game, a World Series, uh, you know, a Stanley Cup, a Super Bowl, the manufacturers, the companies for t-shirts and hats, they make the merch before the Game And now, you have to realize, both teams have the potential to win, okay? So, take the 2007 Super Bowl, right? The Super Bowl between the the Giants and the Patriots. There was a chance that the Giants would win, but there was a chance that the Patriots would win, a greater chance the Patriots would win. And therefore, these production companies, the merch companies, they would make an abundance of shirts that said, New York Giants, World Champions and they would also make an abundance of shirts that said New England Patriots, world champions. Now, let me tell you something. There can only be one world champion. There can only be one Super Bowl winner. There can only be one World Series winner. You get my drift, right? So, the question is, and the question I've been thinking about for a long time is, right when the celebration begins, you see this, you see the players donning their new hats. It says champions. And you see their shirts. It says champions. And people, even the fans, they're wearing gear. It's says champions of their team that won what happens to all of those shirts, all of those hats, all of that merch that belongs to the runner up? That belongs to the team that did not win. What happened to all those t-shirts that said New England Patriots Super Bowl Forty Two champions? That never happened. But they made all those shirts. Where did they go? Where are they? So this is something that's been bothering me for a long time. So I did research on this and I found out an amazing thing. There's two organizations. One's called World Vision. Another one is called Good 360. And these are charity companies. They are charity companies that take all of the runner-up gear all of the runner-up merchandise from the Super Bowls, the World Series, etc. And instead of what they used to do back in the day, they used to just burn them. They, they don't wanna they don't want people to sell them, etc. But then they decided, hey, we have all these shirts, we have all these hats. Why let's do something for humanity? Let's do something positive with these things, and let's give them to people in need. Just as a few examples, right? In 2010, when the New Orleans Saints defeated the Indianapolis Colts. Again, gear was printed up for both teams to win. And you know where all of the extra, the excess, the merch from the losing team went? It went to the people who were involved in the earthquake ravaged Haiti. That was that year. They sent those shirts there. They sent the hats there. In 2009, the Arizona Cardinals' gear, when they lost, all of their stuff, their gear was sent to the families, to the poor people in El Salvador. In 2011, after the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Green Bay Packers, the Steelers Super Bowl apparently well, where did that go, right? They never won. You know where it went? It went to Zambia, Armenia, Nicaragua, and Romania. You see, the Super Bowl teams that lost, all of these players that lost, they really ended up coming out with a certain sense of victory. And going back to the 2007 Super Bowl with the New England Patriots and the New York Giants. So where did all all that gear go? And again, the gear said, you know what it said? You know what the merch said on the shirts? On the hats, it said 19-0. Again, the Patriots would have went 19-0 had they won the Super Bowl, but they didn't. Where did all those shirts go that said 19-0? You know where they went? They were shipped off to Nicaragua. They were shipped off to the poor people in Nicaragua, and they wore all these shirts. And again, you have to realize these shirts, a lot of them are extra sizes. They're extra large. Again, they're made for people the size of Tom Brady and and these linebackers and and wideouts, these people who are massive individuals. So you see, I saw the video. You see these videos of children, little children in Nicaragua who barely have anything. They never get anything new. And here they are. They have a shipment from the NFL, from the losing team, the runner-ups merch. And it says they're going around Wearing shirts and hats that say New England Patriots Super Bowl 42 champions 19 and 0, and not only that, but they documented there was a girls' soccer team, a young girl soccer team in Nicaragua who ended up. They got all these shirts from the Patriots, so they decided, hey, let's wear this as our team jersey. And it so happened to be that that team, that girl soccer team, went on to win their own little championship. They went, they they ended up winning by a final score of two to one, and the championship. And so it really all came full circle. You see, the Patriots, although they didn't go 19-0, and 0, their shirts and their gear, they, they really went to serve a better and holier and greater purpose. They ended up actually being worn by winners, by these girls in Nicaragua who won their soccer championship. Come on, isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? And here's another lesson that I learned, and that's the following, right? Both teams need the merch that say I'm a champion. Both teams, even the runner-up, they both need those shirts to be made for them. Because you cannot go into a Super Bowl. You cannot go into a championship game with an attitude of, I think I'm going to lose. You cannot go into a World Series thinking you're going to lose. You cannot go into a battle thinking you're going to lose. Otherwise you're going to lose. And I think this idea of this production, this production of merch for both teams, it's, it's this This attitude of, we're both coming in, we're both confident we're going to win. I'm confident that I'm going to win this World Series. I'm confident I'm going to win this game. I'm confident I'm going to win this battle. And this is a crucial, crucial mentality game that's so important for the human mind. And I want to tell you something, right? Association is key. Association is essential. How do I associate myself? How do I connect? What do I connect to? You see, Leo Tolstoy, yeah, he said the following. He said, "The start of all growth is the introduction of higher states of conscious awareness. Where is my brain taking me? What am I thinking about? We tend to act out of accordance of who we think." we are, right? And if we're committed to being in a certain way, a certain type, that's generally how we're going to act and that's how we're going to behave. You see, greatness is not so much about what we do and how we do it, but a lot of it is about, but true greatness is about who I associate myself with and how I think and how I associate myself. You see, if I think I'm big, if I think big, I'm going to be big. If I think small, I'm going to be small. In my life coach course, you see the instructor having a conversation with somebody about his challenges of being a public speaker. And you know what the coach said? You know what the life coach said? He said the following. He said, picture yourself with the outcome you desire. Picture yourself speaking confidently and tell me what that looks like. And the client says back, I'm speaking boldly, I'm not hesitant at all. I've got a clear message that I want to communicate. And so the coach says back, so what's stopping you from achieving this goal? Until now, what has been stopping you? And the client says, good question, you stumped me. You see, oftentimes what's holding us back is ourselves, is just our thoughts. It's the self-limiting beliefs of ourselves and our abilities that become our default modes. Think about this, okay? And this is where it ties into Parsha's Devarim. And there is a fascinating, fascinating Pasuk. And it says like this in the beginning, it says in chapter one, verse seven, Hashem's talking to Moshe, to the Jewish people. Hashem is saying, hey, you guys have been by Harsinai for too long. Now it's time, Penu." Turn away, Usu, go and travel, go and travel, go journey, Ubohar Amori, go to the mountain of the Amorites, Vial Vyalkol of Barava Baharva Shvila of Negev. Yup Okay, let me skip. Okay, let me skip even more. The last words of the Pasuk, well, You know where you should go? Go until the land of Canaan. Where's that? It's located by the Nahar Hagadol, the great river, Nahar Pras. The great river is the Nahar Pras, the Euphrates River. Now I ask you, why is it called the Great River? Why is it called the Nehar Gadol? You know why? Rashi jumps to this. Rashi says, why is Pras? why is the Euphrates River called the Great River? You know, you could ask the question. There's many greater rivers. There's many broader bigger, more beautiful rivers than the Euphrates. Why is the Euphrates, the Nahar Pras, called Nahar Gadol? Why is the Euphrates called big? Why is it called great? Why is it called Gadol? You ready for this? Says Rashi, an unbelievable idea. You know why the Euphrates river is called great? Because it's mentioned in association with the Holy Land of Israel. And therefore, Korogadol. That's why the Torah calls it great. You know what? The example of this is the common saying is says Rashi Mushal yod Omer Eved Melech Melach, the slave of a king, is called a king. And another example, he davik Vishtachvulach, attach yourself to a noble person, and then people will bow to you. And another example Rashi gives Krav Come into contact with one who is anointed, and you will become anointed with yourself. You see, if you are the slave of a king, you are a king. If you associate yourself with greatness, you are great. The Euphrates River was called great because it was associated with greatness, because it was next to, it was the border of Eretz Yisrael. It said, or or whatever, rivers don't talk, but figuratively, the river said, hey, I'm part of this, I'm part, I'm, I'm bordering, I'm surrounding this great country. I'm also great. And when we associate ourselves with greatness, with great people, with great ideologies, with great values then we too become great and we don't remain small. You see, the Gemara in Sota 3a says, the Gemara says a person does not sin unless a ruach shtus enters into him, unless a spirit of foolishness enters into him. You see, when we're feeling small, when we're feeling a little bit foolish, when we're feeling a lack of self-esteem, a lack of fortitude, a lack of, of I'm great, it's always then that we falter and mess up. When we hang around small people and small ideas and small ideologies, then we become small. But when we associate ourselves and hang around people who are great, who are bigger than us, and when we hang around people who have good values and honest values and Torah values, then we associate ourselves with greatness and we too become great. If you've learned the Daf Yomi or even if not, there's a concept called good asik that we learned over the past week. Good asik means that the walls of the sukkah can extend as long as the walls are ten fachim high, and there's schach on top, even though there's a gap between the walls and the schach, we utilize this halachic concept of good asik. You know what good means? It means connection. It's this extension of a connection. And good is related to the word gadol, great. You see, great people connect. Great people associate themselves with greatness. In fact, this reminds me of a story that one of my rabbis said in yeshiva that there was a guy who was not religious in the slightest and he came to shul into a massive shul and there were two yeshiva guys. And they were sitting next to each other with one seat in between them. And now just get the imagery, the rest of the shul, all of the hundreds of seats in the shul, they were all opened. And comes in this non-religious guy. And again, he can sit anywhere in the whole shul. You know where he goes to sit? Oh yeah, he goes to sit right there in between those two yeshiva guys. That's where he goes to sit, to Davin. He goes to sit right in that one cramped seat between the two yeshiva guys. And you can imagine these guys, they're wondering, they're like looking at themselves like, Seriously, guy? Seriously? You could sit anywhere in the whole show. You had to, the one seat you had to choose was the one right between us. Isn't there room for all of us? And you know what the guy said? The guy said, maybe you guys don't know. I just, you know, I don't really know how to daven. You know, I don't really speak Hebrew, but I figured if I'm sitting between you guys, then somehow my prayers will go up to heaven. And this is part of the message. This is one of the great ideas that we're discussing is how do we associate ourselves? Do we associate ourselves with greatness? Do we sit next to great people? Do we sit next to the people in shul that are talking or do we sit next to people in shul that are davening? Do we sit next to people who are speaking negative talk about others or do we sit next to the people who are saying good things about others? It all comes back to association. How do we associate ourselves and imagination? Where do we see ourselves fitting? A fascinating study has confirmed that bleeding can be reduced by 30% during surgery by asking the patient simply to imagine that he controls the valves of tiny taps through which the blood flows in the part of the body under treatment. A person can ease the flow of air in his lungs that's obstructed by asthma if the patient imagines that there's this tiny hoover clearing in the bronchial tubes. It's amazing what our imagery can do in our head, what our associations can do. Am I imagining myself as great? Am I associating myself with greatness? These things are so telling of who we are and what we are and how great we truly can become. And, you know, just to bring this all back home to the Beis HaMikdash, which we're lacking and we're hoping it's going to be built before this year, Tisha B'av, just close your eyes and imagine, associate yourself as being there. Close your eyes and, again, if you're driving listening to this, please don't close your eyes, but just close your eyes and imagine yourself sitting there, being in the Beis HaMikdash, bringing a karban, having that closeness to Hashem, think about it, Associate yourself with that. Imagine that maybe, but maybe when you open your eyes, it'll actually be there. Have a fantastic week.